You have reached Carolina Living Insurance, an independent insurance agency. Carolina Living Insurance, this is Jared speaking. How can I help you? Jared, it's Joey Gingola. Hey, Joey, how's it going? Good, how you doing, sir? Doing wonderful. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Let's get into it. No, 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 no. I mean, that, it, it's just hard because I, I like the health advisor side of things. I mean, I'm, I don't want to say I'm anti-commercial, but I've, I came up in Farm Bureau who had carbon copy papers for commercial applications. So it was never, it was never an interest of mine to get into that. And so because of that, my expertise in commercial was a little behind. And then when I became independent, I had that fear of not knowing and not wanting to make that mistake for a small business or for business owner. Yeah. And so I've always been slow to that. So a lot of my commercial stuff is more because of the small business owner that needs health insurance and then I get into their health side or into their commercial side. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And the question is, do you even need to get into it at all? How's my good buddy, Jared Bellman of Carolina Living Insurance down in North Carolina and uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina, I should say. And we're gonna, we're gonna take a little bit of a journey today. So, so come with me on this journey. And the thing that I find interesting, and I heard this quite a bit as I have just returned from uh, a couple days down hanging out with the Alabama Young Agents. I do hear this a lot whenever I you know, kind of talk to some agents that are maybe, you know, Jared is obviously not new to the business, but, um, there's this perception like there's we like to lay the term like that uh, getting started on personal lines is a good foundation for me or insert this type of thing this type of business they think it's a good foundation for me and okay yeah maybe it is and, and probably there is some sort of baseline level knowledge that 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 is maybe beneficial to have but I don't know I think I think the liberal arts education of insurance is something that we maybe just want to just want to, you know, just tippy toe, just sidestep, just slowly start to walk away ever so slowly from back up just a little bit. Make sure we keep our eyes on it, but just ever so slowly backpedal away from it. Because, I mean, I went to liberal arts college and all I learned how to do was a bunch of things not that well. And I think that's an interesting way that, you know, it's just this way that we've kind of brought up. In, in the you know the the generation prior is you know we're still developing these generalists i'm not saying that's not bad i'm not saying it's not bad but jared is saying here it's like listen my my commercial knowledge feels like it's behind i guess i never really realized that until i talked with jared and this is a little old obviously this goes back a little bit ways of and i think jared has has kind of since maybe pivoted so slightly as to as to the angle that we're going to kind of continue to approach but I didn't. I guess I never realized that Jared was that heavy on health insurance. Which, hey, listen, I'm never going to turn down an opportunity to talk about health insurance because it's fun. It's my thing. I like it. And and what are you going to do? But the idea that this foundation is somehow going to set you up for future success is an interesting one, right? This this I'm going to learn this thing that I am ultimately trying not to do, uh, and then that's going to really just that's going to send me to the next level. And I just. I have a hard time with it. And and I don't I'm not saying that it's not important because 
having being able to have conversations on a whole bunch of different things is interesting but you know again being fresh uh, <clears throat> being fresh on my mind here you know part of the presentation that i gave to the alabama young agents was you know listen hey and this is why i always talk to anybody about like you know that that wants to get started with you know creating content having having people find them through this content it's the same thing of of actually selling the thing of actually getting good of of having enough reps to to, to, to be really good at a thing. And it's, it's that same mentality that, okay, well, um, you know, you could spend X amount of time, let's say, we'll just say once a week over the course of, you know, a whole year, uh, talking about, I don't know, we'll say, you know, maybe 12 things or something. It doesn't, you know, name your thing, right? If you, if you spent talking it about, we'll even say six, right? We'll just say six. If you did once every six weeks, uh, you know, uh, that would be, uh, you know, that would be what, eight, eight, maybe ish, eight and a half, um, topics for the entire year on one thing. And, and if you're just starting, that's, that's, I mean, if you really know what you're doing, you might, you might actually get somewhere, but if you don't, then, well, you're just going to find yourself spreading yourself too thin. Essentially. I think the same thing goes with, with the different types of sales and, I don't know if we're going to get into it here, but, you know, sometimes people ask, you know, what, what, what are we, what are we ultimately delivering our clients? And I don't know, again, I don't know if we're going to go that direction today, but I think the, the, the faster and the sooner that we know, you know, what we want to do and who we want to do it for, the better everyone's going to be. But the PNC is, I enjoy that more than, I think if health was profitable, I'd, I'd quadruple down on health. But um, yeah, and I think a lot of it is more like I don't mind the relocation. Hey, I need someone. I already know what I have. I just need this in North Carolina. I don't mind that part of it. But the open enrollment, switching companies, you know, competing against guys that are knocking on doors and following up with lead lists, it's not not really my interest. <laughs> I'm not a yeah. door knocker, cold caller. There's nothing wrong with that, Jared, but I will say that there is this feeling of, of that, of those things being mutually ex- exclusive that I find, I find interesting. And, uh, you know, again, not to, not to keep repeating myself, but, you know, again, you know, when you expose people to some of these ideas, you know, for the first time, it just, it brings back some of the, it just it has you looking at it in a different way or just for the first time again or whatever. But the, again, the idea that, that you can't do both is kind of crazy um, to me. Right. And, and I always, I always thought the, the, the agent, I don't know if they exist. Maybe this is just a unicorn. Maybe this is the rarest of rare breeds, but uh, if there is an agent that exists that that has the um, the desire to kind of put themselves out there to to just that 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 thing that 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 wants to create that stuff that content, uh, if they want to if they have that drive to create that stuff and then also not be afraid not wanting to uh, knock on that door you know whether physically or metaphorically speaking or pick up the phone and make that cold call whatever that looks like that. I'm going to um, be a little uh, forceful for the thing because I that I have that personality as well. F- putting those two things together is is probably one of the most 
you know, kind of dynamic combinations possible. Maybe, maybe it just doesn't exist, exist. Maybe it's just bad advice. Maybe that is, you know, you know, one of the things that is, is hard to come by. It is a, is a natural split. You either kind of want to have people find you, you, you're more comfortable in that arena. And then also having the ability to go out knock on the door, pick up the phone, put the cold call in and really enjoy what you're doing. Um, Maybe it is a rare breed, and I and I met a couple agents you might be hearing on the podcast here shortly. Again, over the last couple of days, that maybe maybe have that in them. I don't know. It always feels like, even if somebody's close, I guess the closest you know that I I might see until I've been proven otherwise. And maybe there's somebody out there that I just don't know in the insurance space. That is, I don't know, I don't know. But the the closest I guess on the split is maybe like a, a 70 30 where what, whichever side if you're the cold caller door knocker it's a 70 and it's the contents of 30 or the contents of 70 and the door knocking and the cold callings of 30. I don't know what the, the the ratio is. I don't know what the perfect split is. I don't know what that looks like. but figuring out who you you know want to go after, not worrying about that you know that hey, this would be a great base for me and and this is what. <laughs> And this is what I, I should have to do if there's some sort of dues paying or I, I don't know enough yet to do that thing. And that's the one other thing, too, that that, you know, again, punching above your your weight class is something I I think probably should be happening more often than, than it is. And, and you're never going to know enough to go after that first person that's out of your league or category as you might you know, kind of generally feel comfortable in, and there's going to be that first one. But if you don't have that first one, then you're never going to have the next one. I hear that one time and time again, and and that that is frustrating. And anybody that has ever actually went ahead hasn't been afraid to throw that punch above the weight class. You know, they they you know they they all tell a very similar story. Man, it's just it's terrifying. I would have never, you know, I don't I didn't know what I was doing. I would have never thought I would have got it. But they had to give themselves permission and credit to start in the first place because. Again, continuing to you know allow that to pass you by will just never really uh, get you to where you want to go. Allowing that lack of specificity and understanding who it is that, that you ultimately need to aspire to dealing with will always kind of keep you where you're at. Yeah, I don't see the thing is here. People are are coming here earlier, so they're moving here at 55, 60, and not that retirement. So a lot of my relocation are that. I mean, this year I had 47 year olds in here retired, which is crazy. Yeah, they're doing really well. <laughs> I would I would love to trade problems with them. Well, you say that, but you don't really know. But that's that's a good problem to have is retiring at 47 and worrying about what what that means. But yeah, but I mean, I think more people are relocating before they retire, so more empty nester age, which I don't think is 65. It's more, and it may change with, but I mean, you get your 50 to 60 year olds that are, you know, they still need their, under 65 health insurance, they're still two, maybe three cars. Some of them are empty nesters with still with kids in college that have that third or fourth car. That sounds like the makings of a pretty solid personal lines account, Jared. And that's the interesting part leading with health insurance. And the one thing that, you know, again, if you find yourself in an area or at least want to operate an area where, again, if you just allow me to indulge here in health insurance, I mean, if you got somebody retiring at 50, one, they've done quite a few things right uh, throughout their professional career to put themselves in that position, regardless of what it says about 
the remainder of their professional career and the lack of interest they may or may not have in it. That's a whole different story, but it doesn't matter for the insurance that you're selling because guess what? They've got, that means 15 years until they hit Medicare. And that's 15 years of a uh, health insurance policy. That's probably pretty solid. Assuming they don't get bored with early retirement and decide to go back to work. Even if they did go back to work, there's a good chance that they would probably just start up their own business and there wouldn't be health insurance anyways. Anyways, I digress into actual kind of really down and dirty stuff. But at the same time, uh, again, having, you know, and if you remember the last uh, episode Jared was on, it was like 119 or 118, I'm sorry. Uh, can we give them the, are we able to give them the advisor they deserve or something like that? And, and, and there's just not a lot of people out there helping those people buy a health insurance policy. And, and the, it's crazy, you know, again, regardless of their financial situation, you know, telling them that, listen, it doesn't matter how much money you have, uh, you can't buy something that you're probably really going to want. And that's, you know, being there for that person and then, you know, being able to, you know, really just lay it out there for them because, again, in health insurance, you really have very little to lose because, uh, you know, there's... It's just, it's just a whole, it's just way more, I don't know, it's just, it's, a, it's just a whole wild west. Anyways... But then, but then, because you have been able to just kind of lay it all on the line, just again, uh, you know, just throwing it all out there, then that leads to, well, hey, you know, uh, again, in Jared's case too, it's based on a lot of times relocation, retiring to a specific area. This is, you know, where he's at currently. Uh, You know, that whole process, that leads them to need you for other things as well too. Going back to the foundation at the start, uh, and and part of the you know economics of selling certain lines of business exclusively, uh, as long as you have sort of that nice little you know kind of little area roped off of of what's involved in that you know step one, step two, step three, and you get really good at it. I think that's it, right? I just I don't I think we I think I think the challenge is that the the steps feel like they could be unlimited potentially, meaning we don't really know where they stop. We don't know where we should stop, and we keep walking until. Um, you know, we don't have anything left maybe in some cases because, uh, you know, again, they just keep asking, you know, Jared saying, Hey, listen, the only time I've actually ever found myself in a commercial situation predicament is when one of my personal lines, you know, clients have said, Hey, listen, I got a business or I got something going here where I need you to take a look at this. Can you help me? And that conversation of, can you help me? And you don't really uh, you're not confident in the answer. That's a that's a dangerous, that's an inefficient place to be if you don't want to continue to be there because uh, that means that you don't know how to do it very quickly. And it's not to say that you shouldn't or you can't. It's just a matter of, hey, listen, this might be an opportunity. I'm going to get good at this, then get good at it and continue to take the opportunity. But if it's, again, continuing to not be an opportunity or you don't think it has potential moving forward, or, you know, it's just not really lending itself to anything other than, again, solving a, a relatively unprofitable problem, then you got to figure it out, right? And that's part of the whole thing of getting that base. Understanding who you want to talk to is we're, we're very reactionary to the things people think we should be able to help them with. And even though technically, theoretically, we can hype, hype, uh, hype that's not a word, um, even if even if that hypothesis were to be proven true that we could potentially help them doesn't mean that we can or should or need to and it's okay to say listen i'm going to go up to this point after that we really should get somebody else involved because 
Uh, it's just not going to work out really good for me or you if that happens. And it's just a matter of who is that somebody else? Where do they exist? Are they in your agency? Ideally, it would be nice because then again, you're keeping everything within the walls of your company. Uh, if not, you know, don't worry about it. I guess there's probably still enough and, and I don't think it's going to be a, you know, again, I don't think you need to operate out of fear of sense of losing something because you can't do it. I would just continue to you know keep getting better at the things uh, that you've essentially roped off that you feel you can and or want to, but you know, ultimately forcing yourself to, you know, lay a foundation Get a good base on something that you don't feel is, is a long-term place for you to, to be and exist and, and really spend too much time excessively on that. Ultimately, I just think it's not going to work out in the long run. I tell you what, after spending a couple days in Disney World, a bunch of things happening, a bunch of like ridiculously entertaining, like, wow, these are cool, fun things to do, things happening. The one thing that I, I tell you what, I had a, a business epiphany, the one thing that I think I'm going to um, do just because, you know, save everybody out there, just maybe, maybe a little time, maybe we have a decent markup on this thing, uh, just a, a Disney World of sorts for toddlers because they appreciate these things on basically the same level. The grandeur and spectacle that is Disney World and the things that ultimately occupy their attention and time. And that's going to be basically the, the most mundane, simple things. Much like I'm going to create, here's what we're going to do, I think. Let me know if you're with me. Uh, basically just an amusement park with like a quarantine section of drains in consecutive order, varying shapes and sizes. We're just going to let them walk on them, just kind of stand on them, one over the next, over the next, and just make it just a, a nice little course of just here, go stand on this train, go stand on that train. They could do that probably for hours, and that could be the whole park. There's just some drains in the ground that you can go stand on, maybe a square one, maybe a round one, uh, maybe a small one, maybe a big one, and then that's it, like that's it. And I think there's pretty low over overhead in the whole thing. You don't have to build anything elaborate. You could probably charge a decent amount of money because it's essentially, hey, here, they're gonna go have fun. You don't have to worry about them. I think the biggest challenge is like somebody else abducting your child. So making that a safe place uh, for that not to happen. And then if, you, if they ever get tired of that, you can easily follow it up with just painted lines on concrete. Just paint some lines and maybe some dotted lines. Uh, just let them walk on it. That's it. You're done. Mission accomplished. Toddler has been entertained. Uh, no need for any fancy rides or balloons or you know awesome characters dressed up. None of that. Just none of that. Drains and lines. We're all set. You've won. You are a parent of the year. And I think I think we can all save ourselves a little time, hassle, and energy, and just own up to you know the actual level of sophistication that our younger children might currently have for for such entertainment value i'm just saying is your younger children are they were they or are they currently fascinated with things that probably shouldn't cost money and i'm just curious joeyatagencynation.com if you want to be fascinated with things that still don't cost money agencynation.com slash newsletter head on over there it's a good place to be uh, spend Sundays with me and hang out and check out all the fun stuff that is coming out from Agency Nation. So agencynation.com slash newsletter. And I'll see you there.